Hey, good job, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of the Pest Control Internet Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Patel, CEO of K3 Marketing, a Google premier partner where we have been perfecting the art of pest control internet marketing since 2005. Well, guys, it's official. It's July. We are halfway through this crazy year. And what a crazy year it has been. That's an understatement. But as always, I hope everybody is staying safe, staying healthy, and a whole business is going well. So I've ran K3 Marketing now for a little bit over 15 years. And throughout these years, I've really learned a lot in terms of which internet marketing strategies work and which internet marketing strategies don't work for pest control companies. So I've decided to dedicate this episode just to kind of give you guys the insights in terms of what I've learned and what works. And if you guys shoot me an email through through my website, PCIMpodcast.com, I can shoot you over sort of a graphic that I've made that kind of puts this whole um, episode into perspective. All right. So let's jump right in. I believe, let me backtrack, let me, or let me take a step, step to the side here. I'm primarily going to be talking about lead strategies, strategies that's going to get you leads pretty much instantly. And these are not email marketing campaigns or, you know, blogs or social media campaigns, you know, or branded campaigns. This, these, are, these are kind of strategies that really get the phone ringing almost instantly, if not instantly. Okay, we're going to be focusing a lot on pay-per-click advertising as well as some remarketing and things like that, some search engine marketing strategies, all right? So first, we'll start off by the obvious. Google, Google is king, all right? I mean, there are other search engines out there. They are dwarfed by Google. I think some are definitely coming up. I'll give them that. But Google is just so common these days. So being active. And having a presence on Google Ads is essential, right? So let's just start off with Google Ads. In addition to Google Ads, within Google Ads, I believe you should be running Google Display Ads, okay? And I don't want to go too much into detail of what Google Display Ads are. That's a whole other episode in itself. But essentially, you know, Google has this thing called Google Display with custom intent. So what that means is if a user searches something related to one of your searches or one of your competitors, then you can actually target those people with with your banner ads or video ads all over the web as they're reading blogs. So it's very powerful because you're actually targeting the right type of people, the people who are genuinely potentially interested in your services. And more importantly, these, these display ads clicks are pennies compared to compared to, you know, your Google search ads. So, so far, you should definitely be running Google ads itself from the search side. You should be running Google display ads, primarily, in my opinion, Google display with custom intent. You should also be running Bing ads, which is now officially called Microsoft ads. It's actually very easy to import uh, from Google through the platform. So it's literally a click of a few buttons and you're done. So 
definitely want to add Microsoft ads. You know, a lot not as many people search on Microsoft as they do with Google, but I find that the ROI is better because there's less competition, so your cost per click is lower. And quite frankly, you have a more mature audience, people who are not going to penny pinch about some of your, your prices out there. So uh, Bing Ads is a great add-on. And then many of you may have heard of DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo really made a statement earlier this year, I think with something over like a billion searches just in January, if I'm not mistaken. Please don't quote me on that. But they have tons and tons and tons of searches. DuckDuckGo has really started to make a, a statement recently with, with a lot of banner ads and a lot of actual billboards. You know, I've had a lot of my clients ask me about DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo is essentially a search engine which promises not to follow you around, not to track you and really respect your privacy. And that's, that's very important to a lot of people, especially, especially the younger generation. So DuckDuckGo ads is actually syndicated with Microsoft ads. So within the Microsoft ads platform, you just click a button. So it's kind of nice. You build everything perfectly, uh, perfectly through Google ads, and then you import from, in Bing, you import from Google, and then in Bing, you just push a click of a button, turn on DuckDuckGo. So you've got kind of the major players right then and there. So from a search perspective and, and the pay-per-clicks perspective, I suggest all three of those, Google, Google Display, Microsoft Ads and DuckDuckGo, all right? So you're pretty much prominent when somebody searches, fine. When they click on your ad or your listing, they should come to a landing page, okay? Which should be trackable and, you know, have some sort of high conversion rate, maybe a chat feature, a quick quick quote form above the fold, you know, all the necessary conversion factors that are there. They come to the landing page. And then when they come to a landing page, hopefully that converts into a lead. At that point, you're pretty much done. Now, what about the people who leave? Okay, not everybody converts to a lead. Actually, in our company, only one in four, which is actually a great ratio, but one in four clicks turns into a lead on average. But what about the other three people? So what you want to do in that, in that case is make sure that you add a Google remarketing code on your landing page. Put it on your website as well. It can't hurt. But essentially... Anybody who comes to your landing page now gets remarketed to, similar to the Google display ads I mentioned earlier. But now you're just remarketing to the people who've already been to your landing page. So they're reading a blog, they're reading an article, and boom, they see your logo, they see your message or whatever ad you have there. So it's great for branding. And again, those clicks are very, very cheap as well. In addition to the remarketing code, you want to make sure you add a Google, I'm sorry, a Facebook retargeting pixel, all right? So now we're getting a little bit into Facebook ads. So not specifically Facebook ads itself as a service, but just simply Facebook retargeting. So just like we're following people around on the web, let's follow them around on social as well. So now they've been to your website or your landing page, and they're just scrolling through their Facebook or Instagram, since Instagram owns Facebook. I'm sorry, Facebook owns Instagram, I should say. Um, they'll, see, they'll see you there as well. And again, those clicks are very cheap. So it's a really nice overall strategy. And what I really like to do with this strategy is be a little bit more less aggressive with... I guess some of the some of the tight knit keywords from the get go. For example, 
you only clearly want to play, pay for keywords that are servicing. And I think I've even mentioned this in one of my past podcasts is I don't want rats in attic because that's maybe somebody searching, you know, for a school project, but rat removal services, that's something that I want clearly. Now let's backtrack here. You know, let's just have a, a simple example. Let's say there is a lady named Susan. Okay, and let's take an example of here in Atlanta where I'm located. She's in Atlanta and she searches for does baking soda get rid of rats? Okay, let's just say that. That's clearly not a good keyword that you want to pay for because it's a DIYer. She's just researching. However, she's certainly in the market. So it makes sense to have other campaigns on the search platform, such as a high funnel campaign where you kind of only pay a dollar or two or three dollars tops for these types of clicks. And they're probably not going to yield, if they do click on an ad, they may not yield into a sale or at least a lead, I should say. But at least now we can follow them around. So if Susan finally gets fed up of trying to solve this problem herself, you know, you're always on the front of her mind because you show up on her social feed, you show up uh, on, on articles and things like that. So it's a nice overall strategy to kind of make sure that you target the right people and also be a little bit more laxed with your keywords to try to get over time, you know, when I say time, I mean within a week or two, the people who are potentially interested without breaking the bank. So again, when they click on, you know, when, when someone goes through Instagram and they click on that link, hopefully it goes back to your landing page and hopefully that turns into a lead. So this is the strategy that I've been implementing for a lot of my clients and it's been working extremely, extremely well. Uh, you have to be a little bit patient you know, usually takes about 30 days to really kick into gear as Google and Facebook build that database of the remarketing list and, and retargeting list and things like that. So yeah, like I said earlier in the, uh, in the podcast, shoot me an email. I, I have this nice little graphic that really helps you understand everything that I just mentioned. You can email me through PCIMpodcast.com and tune in next month. We'll talk about something else. And again, I'm Andy with PCIMpodcast.com, and I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for tuning in.